are back. Yes. Yet again. We're not going away. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Maybe some people want us to, but <laughs> no. We're not going. Eventually, probably. Yeah, maybe. That's okay, though. That's okay. Everybody. So, welcome back. It's Richard and... Gabrielle. And Marriage Takes Three. And we are... You know, we're having a good week. I'm having a good week. Yes. Are you having a good week? I'm having a pretty good week. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we're still in quarantine. It's basically the same week we've lived the last six weeks. But... It's true. It's but true. it's still a good week. Been working from home for the last six weeks and... Mm-hmm. Probably gonna be for another month or so. And that's I mean, okay. like I'm probably gonna mostly be working from home anyways. So it's true. You're in real estate, so mm-hmm. you kind of work from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a lot more running in, so yes. that's been great, and the weather's been amazing. It has. So that's been good. Yeah. So we get to talk about a subject we're gonna talk about probably a lot. Yes. Because I think in talking through this and really just preparing for this i i had to really hold back to not put too much yeah in today to make this you know a three-hour martin scorsese film length movie right like i I honestly i don't think it would be hard to come up with like 10 hours of content on this one subject yeah it's (laughs) true it's you're there's no shortage of biblical scripture and, and references and uh, mm. discussion around it and can you guess it do you guys got it yet no you know you know you know you know we're going to talk a little bit about a three-letter word s e x oh yeah 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 sex 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 So, again, this can go in so many different avenues, different paths, Mm -hmm. right? So there's so much surrounding this, um, not only just in the Bible, but in society, Mm. in life. We've learned about this since we were little kids in some form or fashion. too little. I mean little kids. Yeah, I mean not adults. Younger children. Yeah, so it's like we've known about, um, you know, the some form of fashion about reproduction and, mm-hmm. and anatomy and then and sex and then more and more as we got into it and we all learn from different ways yeah. right so you know I don't know how did you learn about sex <laughs> okay so did you get the talk did you no, ever get the talk no my parents were painfully awkward they like <laughs> did not want no I think at some point and I'm sure there's many parents out there like this and if you are one of these parents, please, I encourage you to try to step outside your comfort zone and have a talk with your child. But I think there's a lot of parents that, like, they just think, well, they'll eventually learn about it. And they just don't want to have that awkward conversation, you know. And um, so, no, no, my parents never talked about it, which I don't think was a productive thing at all. No, I agree. I learned about it, so I I think I learned about it when I was like 11, mm-hmm. and I knew that boys had something different <laughs> than girls. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't mm-hmm. understand why, but I just knew, I think maybe from like seeing a boy baby or something, like I knew boys were different, 
Um, but I didn't really put two and two together. <laughs> uh, but then, like, there was just this this situation in fifth grade where uh, clearly one boy knew what it was and had made some comment, and not like a bad comment, mm-hmm. but just a comment that made my brain go, oh, like, he didn't really even have to explain it. It was just a, like, I knew what they had, I knew what we had, and it just, it all clicked yeah. in one moment of going, that's what they do? Mm. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. when you when you figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get the talk either. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Do you think our kids are going to get bus, the talk? Bus, it was on, on the school bus. Uh, it was kind of through TVs in the media in a sense, right? You kind of see it through there. It was mostly through sports, public school, friends, um, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. I had an older brother, right? Six years yeah. older. So by the time I'm in that age, he definitely knows what it is. Um, yeah. so yeah, so I think it was, it was, it was an awkward, oh yeah, no, our kids are going to, our kids are definitely getting the talk for sure. hundred percent. Be very, very transparent. But a biblical yeah. based. Yeah. yeah, and not a scary like sex is bad talk because that's, no. that's you see that a lot, it's especially in the bad. church, right? You see that a lot, like sex is bad and mm-hmm. taboo, and we're not going to talk about it. Just don't do it. And it's like it's basically like here what it here's what it is, and don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so well, that's not helpful. And there's a lot. We'll we'll go into more on that. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting. So to, today, really, we wanted to talk about I think something that was important to us. Yeah. Um, and that's why we we want to kind of start here. Um, is basically like can you have redemption? Mm. If you've had sex partners or multiple sex partners outside before you were married, yeah. right? Can there be redemption um, in Christ and in that marriage? Um, because honestly, we've heard we've heard both, right? Like I've heard people say you can. I've actually heard people say you can't. That you can't quite get to what God um, yeah. really created sex and, and sex inside of marriage to be if you've already had sex yeah. outside of that. Um, that didn't always, you know, what we say, pass the smell test or feel right to me. Yeah. But again, I just didn't know, right? I was like, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like you can, but again, I just, I didn't know enough at that time having mm-hmm. that conversation. I think I feel a lot more understanding in, in that mm-hmm. and obviously living it too. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to kind of focus. Um, and this isn't necessarily a, a sexual or sex, uh, scripture, but but a kind of a core scripture for this week is going to be in Romans, which Romans is, again, we could that could be more than 10 hours. That could be weeks and weeks and weeks of being in Romans. But we're going to stick in Romans 3. Uh, Romans 3, uh, 21 through 24 says, um, But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Mm. It's a beautiful. That's a that's like one of the biggest hinge scriptures, right? Especially when you're reading through Romans, because you kind of like beating up Rome a little bit and kind of tell like making, especially when he's talking to. Um, basically a church full of Jews or, or who believe in the law and kind of breaking down the law and say like, no, everyone, Jew and Gentile, are all, have all fallen short, right? In one way or the other. So that includes sexual sin. That includes mm-hmm. sexual morality. That includes those things. So I fully believe that we have been 
um, have redeemed and we'll kind of go into that mm-hmm. ab- about it so how did like how did sex outside of marriage kind of shape your thoughts on sex your thoughts on what it what it meant with someone else what it thought your thoughts on like your future spouse in that moment mm-hmm. uh, what did that look like okay for you? I'll try to quickly give a backstory yeah. so um, in case you don't know difference between you and me, I'm talking to them. No. Yeah. Um, they don't know the difference between you and me is I grew up in church and you did not. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, there's a lot of explanation to that. But anyways, so I grew up with this knowing that you should not have sex, um, that you should save yourself for marriage. In fact, a lot of it was very popular for a lot of Christian teens to sport their true love weight rings, and I definitely had one of Mm -hmm. those. Um, However, (laughs) I think the the talk about sex was not really from a perspective of like, God created this and Mm -hmm. it's amazing, like it's so good. And I I don't think like that was never mentioned, but it was still like, but it's bad if you do this, don't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was still more the sense. And in details were not expressed. And so through that, like, I feel like there's probably a lot of people like me who, you know, you're growing up, you don't know who you are, and you've fallen into, into insecurity, and, and you start crossing lines of like, well, this isn't sex, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that kind of happened in life, and then... Um, but I would still hold on to this desire to like wait, even though, you know, I'd still made a lot of mistakes and, um, yeah. And then once I finally did just have sex outside of marriage, it was hard, like, cause there was always this thing in me, like this, this feeling of like, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this is wrong and it's wrong. So every time and over the course of my adult life, like, um, many ups and downs with this subject in general, like Mm -hmm. would go, you know, really long time and be super committed. And then, you know, a step, you know, a stab at my, my self-esteem would happen and it was like out the window. Right. Like, so it was just a really rocky road for me um, personally, because I just didn't, I knew I didn't believe it was okay. Yeah. So that's, that was interesting, but I was still doing that. <laughs> like I was still like having sex with people and that was, was it, was it a conscious thing? Right. So you said you would get in these moments and it kind of go out the window and then maybe that would happen. Would it be conscious before, during or after like a thought of like, Oh um, man, like just thinking through that and about it or not really until later. Yeah. I mean, definitely later was the, biggest moment of regret which I think is what like the enemy really loves to play up like he makes some makes sin look really really delicious Mm -hmm. and then it's not until you've taken that bite out of it Mm -hmm. that he's like ha what a terrible person you are like yeah like it's on both sides of you going like come on it's just this one time it's not really that bad it's not you you know you deserve it or you want it and then it's Mm -hmm. like how dare you who do you think you are? Is and no one's gonna love you now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like God's never gonna forgive you. You yeah. can't keep your crap together. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's how it would feel. Yeah. And like, 
but yeah, even before and during like these situations, I I definitely still felt this like inner struggle, and like it would literally get to this place of, I know I shouldn't, I know it's not healthy, I know it's not godly, but there would be this kind of idea of it's not a big deal because like it's not like I'm a virgin, you know, and mm. so there would be this this dialogue in my head of justifying it. And of course, like I knew that like, it wasn't like this belief that, you know, I've lost something that can't be redeemed. Cause I don't, I never really thought that, Yeah. but I just, I don't know. Like when you don't feel good yeah. about yourself, like you can justify anything in a moment that's going to make you feel good. It's just like anything, you know, it's, I think we do that with a lot of things, you know, people do that with um, being addicted to shopping, (laughs) you know, they think like, oh, this thing will like make me feel good and I know I shouldn't spend the money and I know I shouldn't do these things, whatever, like, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Unfortunately, sex just does bring about a lot more heartache than a lot of other different types of sins and, um, well, it's like, I think I always think of it and it's, yeah, I mean, there's no direct, like, Anything that kind of corresponds or goes with it. But I think of even like dieting, right? It's like, well, I've already, what's the point? I've already yeah. cheated on my diet. I've already eaten this. I'm going to keep <laughs> eating. It's kind of like, well, I've already gone this far. I've already done this. Like, what, mm-hmm. if, what's, what am I further harming, right? I've already yeah. broken this vow or this commitment uh, or this promise. So yeah. what's the point, right? I, but yeah. again, with much more heartache and, yeah. you know, much more at stake. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a funny story. I, I hope she's okay with this, but my sister actually, like, I would talk to her about health and fitness and stuff, and, like, she'd eat a cookie in the uh-huh. middle of the day, and then it would be like, ah, oh, I've messed up. I'm going to eat terrible the rest of the day. And I was like, that makes no logical sense. Yeah. That's like, you so, can't do that. It's not just her. That's super oh, that's so common. That's yeah. super common that, that uh, people do that. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, I was that person who – just didn't know a lot about it, but I was also kind of more of a meek kid and mm. just always been a little more meek in a sense. Um, I know you probably don't believe that, but it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I didn't even like really even start dating till like late middle school. I was also like a really nerdy chubby bunny. So mm. like that, that didn't help either. So that started blossoming more in high school. So kind of went with that. And we've talked about like you know, me being really addicted to attention early on, and that was part of that. Um, yeah, I think I was, I just turned 17 the first time I had had sex, and it was with a girl, my girlfriend in high school I was with for two years. Um, yeah, so even then, like, I had thought nothing about it. Um, and then, you know, in college, you know, before I got saved, I had um, had another sex partner, and then I got saved, right, or at least I got baptized, and yeah. thought I committed my life to Christ. Um, and then throughout my twenties, like there was never, I never again had the desire to always, you know, I wasn't addicted to sex. I wasn't addicted to more, again, more addicted to attention than that. I was never fulfilling or following through uh, with a lot of these things, mm-hmm. um, which again, doesn't make it any better or any different in a sense from, from that angle. But, um, yeah, it was just very early on being, um, being put in front of pornography early on, right. Or, or coming across it. And then, you know, 
having that visual of what sex is, it got distorted very early on for me. Um, and it's so funny. Um, I, I always use funny. I don't know if funny is ever the right word, but uh, it's, it's the word we use when we don't know what else to use. So it's so funny. It's funny. But I hear so many, I've listened to so many men's testimonies on pornography and almost always it's like 11 or 12 like 12 mm. is the age i always hear more common than anything is like i first got introduced to pornography at 12 and i'm like that's when i was like i was probably 11 about to turn 12 or somewhere around that age i know it was around mm. that middle school time because we had just moved into um the house by by the middle school and high school and that's why that's why i know and yeah so that that obviously is gonna like hugely distort your view on yeah. women and sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I got understand, had an understanding of the Bible and who Jesus was uh, and for, for anyone else, and this is more of my, my story that we'll probably get into at some point down the line. Um, I got um, baptized and really came into church and, and um, when I was about 21, um, so this is around 2003 Um when I got, when I got, I know, right, forever ago. <laughs> and, uh, but I believe where I, where I am now and the, and the, the, the knowledge that I have and the relationship that I have Christ now, I always tell, I, and I told, you know, my best friend, I told you, I don't believe I was saved just because I'd look at my works throughout that time afterwards. And a lot of it was on my own success, me trying to do it, me trying to white knuckle it, me trying to be good, me trying to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no true fruit. There wasn't really yeah. fruit from that so it was more of a knowledge than it was a heart so i think i said it and i went through the actions but i never believed it fully in my heart that i was that i had christ um so i don't believe i was i don't believe i lost it by any means so anybody's listening i don't think i lost it i just don't think i ever had it and i think the bible speaks a lot to that right of people that you know it warns a lot of people who think they have it we'll go into that probably a lot more later (laughs) it's a lot of conversations we have but i i felt that way but i already had knowledge so when i when i did have sex after that I always had this fe- this thing in my head of like, I knew it wasn't right, right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew what I was doing. I would feel it almost immediately once it was over of like, man, I wish I would have done that. Um, I wish, you know, you know, I just, you know, wish I would have made better choices or better decisions. And, but it, it again, it would kind of come and it would be that, like you said, it would be for me attention or it would be, you know, I'd be in a relationship and it would kind of be just the normal thing. Again, I live with almost every girlfriend that I, long-term relationship that I had. So it was, again, living together. You're going to create that yeah. intimacy, right? And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that we are very uh, against living together before you get married. Because yeah. it's like, I mean, how do you live together for a long period of time and that not be a temptation for you? And maybe you can hold off for so long, but how do you sleep in the same room, in the same bed, in the same house? And you never even cross those boundaries and not even maybe have intercourse, but something happens. Right. And, and yeah. then again, you're, you're, you're just, you're just in dangerous ground, right? Like why mm-hmm. do that? Like it t- tells us yeah. very, very, very boldly and very plainly flee from it. Right. Not yeah. run into it and live in it. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that's where we come from on that because again, you just can't really do that. Um, but I mean, I think when I realized about sex is like it's sex isn't the enemy. Like talked about sex isn't the thing that's bad. Yeah. Sex was created by God, right? Like yeah. our anatomy, our bodies, 
the intercourse, everything was created the way he was. He made it pleasurable for a reason, right? He made it that way for us for a reason. It doesn't make it bad. You know, the enemy makes it bad because, again, we talked about he's prowling around, right? Like it talks about in First Peter, like he's prowling around like a lion ready to devour. And he does. He'll, he plays every, every side because he is, he's the master of lives and that's all he wants to do. He doesn't care yeah. about how you feel or what happens. He wants you to, he wants to be, manipulate any situation. And man, have we, as, as he and we, right? Because we, we have to make the actions. He doesn't do it. He, you know, we actually act on it. Man, has has this society been manipulated by sex, right? Like, and in terms of marketing, in terms of so many just different things, right? Our Mm -hmm. culture, our what we watch on TV, it's literally everywhere you turn. And I've seen it creep a lot into the church. Like, I've seen a lot of people in in church who um, who who don't um, take it as serious, right? Mm -hmm. Even though this this Bible is so full of talking about sexual morality. And I think one thing I don't know. Um, I was reading through, and I don't. I don't think I've ever noticed it before mm. as much. But in um, Colossians two twenty one to twenty three, it really talks about like how we can't. It really is very clear um, on how we cannot do it on our own, mm. right? And so I think that's one thing we do. So especially with sex, we try so much. So it says, "Do not, uh, do not." Ha- or excuse me. At 20, sorry, at 20, since you die with Christ through the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? So we still, mm-hmm. even though we're in Christ, we try to follow the rules of this world by mm-hmm. what we do, what we don't do, what we try to, again, what I always call white knuckling it, right? Yeah. I think we're, that's us following by the world. And it says, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all uh, destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Mm-hmm. And it's like we try to, all these different things that are worldly, we listen to people who are worldly who don't know Christ. We listen to self-help books and podcasts and these people who try to tell us to get right and, and what is sex and what you know isn't. And we're not listening to people who know him or listening to him yeah. right and god's word as a whole and so like you cannot you cannot do it on your own like you can't in your own power restrain um from sexual temptation from mm-hmm. any of that and i i mean i learned that i white knuckled it for years um on my own trying to do it right like white knuckle from from whether it be from pornography from from attention from um any of that right and man did it lead to nothing but just barrenness and destruction and toxicity is mm-hmm. bad yeah mm-hmm. so what do you think about soul ties Ooh. okay so i used to really like believe in soul ties like so for those who don't know what soul ties are it's you sleep with somebody um your souls you know are connected now and when you break up with that person like you still have these ties back to those people um and i guess you've left a piece of yourself with them or mm-hmm. something and so like in a way i i felt like i believed in that concept because there is this idea of connecting with this person in a way that you shouldn't in a way that like was supposed to be forever right and then it's not and it mm-hmm. ends and um yeah, I 
I don't know. I don't know, really know how I feel about them anymore. Um, I know that you've shared with me, you know, some biblical standpoints on that. And so maybe not really believing that soul tie is the best explanation. Yeah. For those, that feeling of feeling like you've given something away that you shouldn't have, yeah. you know. You feel like, like the jury's still out a little bit, like yeah, not really sure either way. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I've always just heard it, and it's talked about, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's talked about in, in just normal talk in, mm-hmm. in Christianity and church. And I think, yeah. um, so I got real interested in soul ties. I'm like, I'm going to look in the Bible because it doesn't mention soul ties in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't say, specifically say that. So let me see what that's based off of. And so kind of just looking through the Bible and kind of doing research on people that I trust that um, are, are doctrinal scholars and just really understand it, but also have an amazing, um, well, from an outward, I don't, not in their life, but an out, like an amazing relationship with, with, with Christ. Um, I wanted to, to really know. And it was just really hard to find really where that is specifically for soul ties, right? I think yeah. most people look back and they look back at the one scripture that talks about David knitted with Jonathan, right? Their souls were knitted together and people want to lay on that. Um, but it wasn't, but they were just friends. Yeah. They were, they were really yeah. close. Um, and then people will lay on, um, first Corinthians six fifteen, which I'm all for first Corinthians and, and, and talking about this because I think it's important. Um, well actually let's, let's read it. Yeah. <laughs> let's so, uh, first, uh, first Corinthians six 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the member of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee, talking about this earlier, talk about it a lot, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were mm-hmm. bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. That's so like, I always believed uh, in that and soul ties, but like, it's just always, it's always stood out to me because again, this is something I've sinned in and I've struggled with in my life. It is a, it's like the only, they talk about the only sin you sin into your body, right? Yeah. Everything else is outside of your body. Like, I think that's where it comes into play is like that, that sets it apart. doesn't make it worse than, um, or more than mm-hmm. other sins, right? It doesn't talk about it. it's worse than anything. It's just different, right? Yeah. And it's, and it, you, it, you, it affects you differently. And, yeah. It impacts you differently. Um, and, and it talks about where we talk about one woman and one man, a, a husband should marry or leave, uh, leave his parents and become one flesh with his spouse, right? Mm-hmm. It's talking about, um, consummating that marriage and sex in marriage so we know it talks about that should be done in marriage right and yeah. and not outside so it, we can we definitely can understand it's not to be done uh, anywhere and it was it was created for that so i mean but yeah it's done against the body and the beautiful thing i saw that i that I, in that was about our spirit right our spirit belongs to christ and no yeah. one else like our spirit doesn't get tired when our spirits aren't tied to each other we become one flesh one and in that, but our spirit is his and yeah. it's tied to him and, and the one, and that's the, the source. And I think that's, that was so yeah. beautiful out of that. Um, and you talked a little bit earlier though about redemption 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know you said like you never really felt you were completely outside of, but you also kind of went the route of like, I'm just gonna keep yeah. going this route because mm-hmm. I've already been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I ever thought about it. Redemption? Huh? Yeah, I just don't think I ever knew until probably right before we met. Yeah. Right. Um, I just don't think I ever knew if that was even possible or even thought through like, is that possible or not possible or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, do you know what, at what point you just really had that thought and knew that you could be redeemed in that? Oh, uh, you know, I always kind of believed that. Mm-hmm. Um, why I wasn't choosing mm-hmm. to walk away from those choices and those situations, um, I don't know. Like, I think there, everybody has their reason for not coming to God sooner, you know, and I don't know if none of mine were good. <laughs> They're not yeah. good reasons. Um, but there was, I mean, I grew up with this, uh, people would say this thing about becoming a virgin again. Like Mm. there was this belief somewhere in Christianity that you could become a virgin again. I didn't even go to church and I heard that. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know it was that big. Uh, Yeah. Um, I think I heard it at like a youth conference. Like there was like the, they separated the boys and the girls Mm -hmm. and then they had a girl come and talk to the girls about you can become a virgin again. And I don't think, I don't really believe in it like that as far as like, no, like I can't, (laughs) I can't become a virgin again. But what I think, um, is very true and, and I've experienced it in our relationship is that when you lay everything down at the feet of Jesus and you give him all of that and you give him all of yourself, like he makes you new again, like, and he can truly take, like, get rid of all the junk you went through in the past, the choices you made. And if you commit from that point on, like he will bless you for it. And truly, um, I really do think that that portion of your life and all of your life, like, it's not like, Oh, he'll redeem your sexual life. It's like, no, he's redeeming all of yeah. you. And that, that is, you know, folded into that as well. And so I think he redeemed a lot in me in the sexual part of my life as well. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does. It's, it's all of it. Right. And we read it in Romans and and yeah, I think it was right, literally, I would say right before we, we got together, but pretty within within that year um, of just knowing, just reading through and just over and over of mm-hmm. he's redeemed you, he's purified us, right? Like, and we'll, we'll kind of, there's a lot of it talks about it. And and like never more being um, understood, like believing it, but never really being more understood and mm-hmm. just the beauty of like, of us getting married and on our wedding night and it, it coming to fruition of like feeling yeah. it and knowing, mm-hmm. like knowing it's been restored yeah, fully. Like there was no doubt in either of our minds. Like we both had that conversation, right? Like, I don't know, probably that night or the next day. Like, I know we talked about it mm-hmm. and going like, wow, like that's like, there's, I don't think he held back anything because of our commitment yeah. we made because of um, the way we, 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 went after him about it, laid it down at him, you know, setting those boundaries and just mm-hmm. believing that. 
And we didn't do it for any reason, like to get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, Just to do what's what he calls us to do. Yeah. You know, that was, yeah. Because the more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more you 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 laid everything down at him and the more you really follow what he wants for you and the way again he he created sex why would you know just with marriage why would we not want to follow the creator of something that's so beautiful and so amazing um and to do that so to have those thoughts of you know laying everything down even though we've already messed up right and and been there to do that was I think amazing, but there is redemption in Christ. I definitely feel like, I mean, I was on that same page with you of feeling like truly once we were married, like I experienced the, the fruit of redemption. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was this really amazing experience of total peace, total harmony, Mm -hmm. like total, just, there was no shame, no guilt. There was no worry of, past choices like none of that even came to mind and it wasn't because I just suddenly didn't feel bad about anything like I still like I had already worked out the sorrow and worked out the grief over my sin because I think you do kind of have to go through that like if you don't realize what you've done Mm -hmm. and really truly repent for that then then I just don't know where you're at spiritually but I just think like it was just such a gift in that moment has continued to be a gift of just you know there's never been any like negative feeling surrounding it and belief about it and it's you know it isn't it was a very interesting experience for the first time ever to not feel guilt or shame like surrounding that yeah (laughs) like because in my whole life leading up to that point like it just was riddled with guilt and shame and yeah. and hurt and heartache and like to experience it God's way of like, mm. oh no, it's supposed to be like full of love and peace and joy and like feeling so like fully known and fully accepted and and that that it wasn't even about like, you know, I feel like in culture it's so much about getting what you desire and what you want but it was just it was truly like a sacrificial like feeling as well of like just loving someone so much and Mm -hmm. just and then feeling just kind of like the holy spirit's blessing um in that portion of our life i mean like i feel like the holy spirit's involved in all of our life but of course that definitely included in that yeah Yeah. we're talking about we're talking about sex we're talking about sex now i gotta i gotta Stop right there for a second. Slight pause. Construction mm-hmm. zone. Caution. Because um, that was gorgeous. And I love it. And I feel <laughs> it all. But I want everyone to understand. Things have not always have not been perfect with sex in our marriage. No. And I don't want it to sound and like it's... And we can talk about that. Yeah. Too. We're going we're gonna to talk about that episode. differently. Because that's a whole different, mm-hmm. um, whole different adult street we're going to go down. When it comes to sex, I just want to, it is, it was beautiful. Everything's so, it is beautiful and there's no shame mm-hmm. and there's none of that, but I just, there have been, um, it's not perfect, right? I yeah. don't think, you know, again, it's not promised just because you lay down at, at the feet of, 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 of Jesus and, and you set boundaries and you do things his ways that it's going to be perfect forever. Like he doesn't promise that in anything. Well, it's just like any other part of your relationship. You're going to have to work on yeah. things. You yeah. know, it again, requires communication. Yeah. And it's two different people, two different mindsets, two different everything coming together so it's just becoming trying to get aligned with what 
what God wants and then trying to serve each other, right? We're talking yeah. about trying to serve each other and that's a big part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but there is freedom in Christ and, and we're being, tra- like it talks about we're being transformed in 2 Corinthians into his image, right? And there is freedom in him and, and that's so not only to redeem it, but we have freedom and being transformed into his image, which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. Um, we became like, I truly believe we became one flesh when we got married, right? Like yeah. it talks about in Mark 10, like, we became that where no man can separate that one that one flesh um, that you know that God promises because uh, and I and again I believe that too we talked about it like I don't believe I believe that anything could come our way and, and we there's things we're gonna face um, yeah. but we'll, we'll be together until the day we die and I wholeheartedly yeah. believe that and I think mm-hmm. that's what that means is no man is going to be able to separate that because we truly are in Him when it comes to that. Um, we talked about the gift of grace and the Spirit trains us, right? So, in in Titus, uh, talks about how he trains us to renounce God, ungodly or worldly um, passions, and then it talks about how Jesus redeemed us again, right? Talking about mm-hmm. redeemed us, but not only redeemed us, he purified. It talks about how he purified his people for him, mm-hmm. and it, it's That's beautiful good. because again, I feel like you had to be have that purification and going into that. And so being redeemed, being purified, again, it's so possible. It's worth it. He promises it. Um, this isn't just us saying it. It's, you know, li- li- seeing what Jesus promised us and what, yeah. what was talked about, right? Yeah. Well, I, w- I love, you know, because we keep talking about redemption. Um, the, por- the portion in John 8, 4 through 11 mm-hmm. is the story about the woman who was caught in adultery. So we're talking about um, basically maybe some people feel like maybe I felt at one point of like what's the point? You know, I've already messed up. I'm not a virgin. What's the point? Everything you're saying is all good and stuff but like is it really that big of a deal? Is it really that important for me to change? One, can I be redeemed? And two, what does the Bible say about that point? You mm-hmm. know, from that point on, like, so this portion, um, all of these people, these scribes, they drag this woman out. Um, mind you, in the midst of having, like, she was committing adultery at that point. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine the state of shock and shame this woman's feeling. And she's drugged by a group of people, and a crowd follows, like, and she's embarrassed, and she's so full of shame, and she's thrown at Jesus' feet. And they're really testing Jesus in this moment. These are not Constantly. Pe- these are not fans of Jesus, um, because we call those haters. Haters, <laughs> yeah, yeah, haters. Um, you know, these are people who are trying to show that, like, he does not follow the word, the written word, um, which is funny because he is the word. So, anyways, but they throw her down at Jesus' feet and it's like, this woman's been caught in adultery. It is written that we are supposed to stone her um, for what she's done. And so, I really encourage you to read this because, like, I just love Jesus' attitude to this whole thing. He's like, oh, my God, these people. <laughs> and so he just starts doodling on the ground, and um, he's very calm. Jesus is always calm. And so he just tells them, you know, the, okay, any of you who are without sin, 
you've never sinned, uh, you can cast the first stone. And it said one by one from, I think, oldest to youngest, mm-hmm. they all dropped their stones and walked away. And he went over to her and he picked up her face and he's like, where are these people? Where'd they go? Have they not condemned you? And she's like, no, Lord, they, you know, they've left. And he says, neither do I. Well, let me go ahead and read it. (laughs) And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, sin no more. So this is a beautiful example and literally talking about this subject, it's not another sin. Like she is having sex outside of her marriage, like sinning. Um, And back then a sin that was apparently worth stoning someone to death. Um, And he says, I don't condemn you. And one, that's beautiful. That is like truly the grace of God of saying like all these other people they want you to die or whatever, but they're they're just as guilty as you. But the one person who has the right to judge and condemn you mm-hmm. doesn't and gives you grace yeah. and loves you anyway. It's so beautiful. But he still commands her to go and sin no more. Yeah. So what I realized is like at this point when you have an encounter with Christ, an encounter with the truth, like it is still your responsibility to, you can accept that grace. Like, that's amazing. We should accept the grace. Yeah. But don't confuse grace as a license to just go and do whatever you want. That's not the truth. He says, don't sin any longer. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one, don't sin any longer. Not solely because we shouldn't, right? You know, it's not just this list of rules for no reason. But it's f- truly for our protection. Like, it it protects us just like a mother would tell a child, don't touch the hot stove. Mm -hmm. It's going to burn you. Like Jesus tells her not to go sin one to be right with God, but two, like, so she doesn't have to deal with the consequences and the heartache of those choices. Yeah. So, and so if you want to believe if God can redeem that in your life, like that scripture right there tells you absolutely 100% he can. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is. And if you're, and if you're like, in Christ and a believer and, and you do, right? So you fall in that sin. Cause I mean, we are told to go sin no more, but we're also also told in, I think it was in first John, we're going to like, as believers, you are going to stumble. You're going to fall. Now, if you're living in a life of sin, that's a different story. That's a whole yeah. different conversation. Cause then the question is, do you have the Holy spirit? Right? Because if you're just living a carnal, what they call carnal Christianity is basically not Christianity. It's not, because it's some it's people who are just living in their own world and doing nothing but profess Christ. Um, if you profess Christ, you're going to your fruit's going to show. Just like James yeah. talks about, uh, that's where we hear about works without faith is dead. It's people saying if you don't, if you know Christ, if you know Christ, you want to work for Him. You yeah. want to do good things. You want to be generous. You now let's want be clear. To, works don't equal salvation no no no. and that's that's always the argument but we're not saying works equal salvation but belief comes first but works should always follow a believer you're compelled out of your love for christ to do good works yeah Yeah. and he he talks about like god talks about works um your you know good works christ talks about it um there's a reason Mm -hmm. it's in there is because it's going to follow that 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 belief and that faith so yeah obviously we we don't believe works in any way um equal salvation it's it's completely a free gift grace is a free gift mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's, that is beautiful though um and i just think like 
sex for me was so important because it was one of those things, especially in a relationship, right? I'd feel like most of my relationships before were set on a physical relationship, right? They mm-hmm. started off very quickly in a physical. Like that was the foundation. Yeah, because it's like mm-hmm. usually it starts off fairly quickly, maybe not in sex, but in something. And mm-hmm. then it leads to that. So it's almost like, especially in a, in a carnal world, in a worldly place, more times than not, when you start dating someone, that's pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty early on. So you're not setting the foundation on on love or on faith or on, um, you know, some, again, we talked about sand or, or, or a firm foundation or a rock, like that's just setting it on sand. Cause now you're putting so much value into that. Cause it's like, you know, how would I feel about you? And, and it's just, it, we do, we put so much value on what that, what that is. Mm-hmm. And it is an important thing, right? Like it is so important. Um, so it was important. I know for, for me, and we talked about setting those boundaries leading into marriage because it's I just knew we had to set or at least for me I knew we had to then when we were together like we I wanted to be able to to have that with you and and you already had that boundary as well and to find two people yeah. who've had sex outside of marriage who have come from different backgrounds to make those commitments separately um I don't know what the odds of that are they're not high yeah we're probably fairly unique they're not yeah they're not high it was just to, again it wasn't um it's not anything about like, wow, we're so great or look oh, at no. us. It's like <laughs> the God or orchestrated this, um, this whole, I'm going to tell our story, our whole story so beautifully that I cannot, um, think of a better story. I think of these, like what well, I talked about last time or before about like stories, right? I always wanted that, that story. And I don't think our story was like, Oh, we met on this like crazy thing. And it was like, you know, fate and like, but it was like, it couldn't be any better. Like I couldn't yeah. love our story anymore because it wasn't our, it's not about us yeah. and what we did and you know, how I wooed you or anything like that, right? It no. was literally about how God completely ordained that, he redeemed that. And you know, I guess the question is, is, is it worth it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will say outside of like just giving my life to Christ and that being the most worth it thing in to ever exist like you're you're trading death for life like what kind of trade is that (laughs) like when right you know you've hit the jackpot there so like that is the most worth it thing but outside of that like so much about our relationship was worth it but that piece was I think pivotal to the to the success, you know, following Christ and doing things God's way and making sure to stay pure physically Mm. was probably the reason we're even married right now. Like, had we not chosen to do that and we entered into a physical relationship before marriage, like, I don't know how on earth, like, we would be married right now. I just think we would have... Yeah. I just think Mm. we would have destroyed each other emotionally and mentally and stuff I just don't I think if we would have allowed our even just making that choice would have opened up the doors for all that toxic behavior to come back that we were living with in our lives previously mm-hmm. all of those habits would have flooded our relationship and would have destroyed it and I just think that the only reason we're here right now is because God helped us stay pure like you said you can't do it alone no. <laughs> like we did not wait till marriage by our own strength and will we did not it took it took leaning on christ fully in order to be able to make that happen um 
but you know, I just think like we, yeah, I mean, we've, we just, yeah. we've been blessed by God. And I think not only physically, but emotionally and mentally and in our, in our communication and everything, because like we've honored mm. God in every area of, our, area of our life, those toxic behaviors have not had a cracked door to sneak in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's been perfect. Certainly we've made mistakes in our marriage, but you know, I still think it's been extremely worth it. Yeah. Hands, hands down. Um, it's, it was, uh, I guess you could say hard. It's hard to say it's hard. Uh, there was constraints, I guess, or it was, it was just different. Right. And I, mm-hmm. and I think, um, so I'd say it was hard. Like, oh my gosh, it was the hardest. Like, it's really not in the grand scheme of things. No. Um, and, and, and in a way it is, though. But again, you can't white knuckle it. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us that. We know it internally. We can't white knuckle it. Um, I think it's one of those things that, um, that, we, that we have to. But it's like, it, it is one of the most beautiful things that you can do. You can be totally restored, redeemed, purified mm-hmm. in Christ um, and what he did for you. And, um yeah, I just, I urge you, man, if you haven't read really through what the expectations of that are, what he, how he's able to do that for you, man, read, read, ask him, don't ask mm-hmm. anyone else, right? Yeah. Like, um, you always want to say like, if you don't know if you are, you know, ask, don't ask me, ask yeah. him, right? Like go to him, read, read, because yeah. that's what really made me realize um, where I stood. And, yeah. and I think we all need to get to that point where we know where we stand mm. with him and we know what he's done for us. And, and again, the gift he's given us that's free and all we have to do is accept it and believe and, mm. and, and, and follow. Um, it's, it's amazing. Not always easy, but um, the most amazing thing. It's more amazing than anything free or anything um, that was just simple, right? Like that didn't yeah. have any, that was not hard at all. It's better than anything. Uh, mm-hmm. in the world and we're, I'm so glad we both made that choice and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that, that God ordained that because um, mm-hmm. there is so much redemption in sex yeah. um, so much redemption, uh, redemption in that in your previous life mm-hmm. and previous um, choices and, and mistakes and yeah. I just ask that you man if you haven't seek that yeah. oh and women that. women I'm going to speak to the girls okay, right now speak to the girls okay well I mean this could <laughs> I'm just kidding this could apply Well, it does apply to men too. But I know from a woman's perspective, um, and maybe this is just the stigmas in the world, but, you know, I feel like from my point of view, it was so hard to find a partner, a man who wanted to wait, um, especially after even having sex before. Um, But I want to tell you, like, there was a point where I thought, I don't know if I'm ever going to find a Christian man who wants like legitimately wants to wait until marriage yeah not for you but yeah like made that own because i realized like if you try to date somebody listen if you try to date somebody and you tell them you know i've recommitted to waiting till marriage i don't want to have sex and they say okay yeah i respect that choice of yours it's not going to go well like you need to be with somebody who has chosen for themselves, for themselves that they want that. Because if they want that to honor God and for themselves, like it's not going to be difficult to, like I, you know, we say it was hard, but it really actually wasn't that hard when you are when you are chasing after Christ and you've laid that down his feet, and you both Mm. feel that same way, and you've both decided that that's what you want for your life, it's actually 
a lot easier than you'd expect. <laughs> like it, it wasn't a hundred percent easy, but it was so like there was a lot of peace with it. It yeah. really wasn't that difficult. But don't try to like if somebody else doesn't really want to make that choice, but they say they'll respect your decision. I promise you that respect's gonna wear off, and you know you're going to know how they feel about it. And in a weak moment, you're not going to have this other person to hold you accountable and to say, no, we've made this choice, you know. And women, there are men in the world. There really are. They exist. I thought they didn't. A little piece of me was like kind of skeptical. I'm like, I don't know if a man like this exists. But they do. And they're here. I got, I got one. I found one. <laughs> so Snag the last one. I got I'm him. Just I'm kidding. There are plenty. There are more men out there. there and if you are a man, you are listening to this, be that man. Like, really. And be that woman. Yeah, women, it goes women, both ways. Yeah, it really does. I say be that man, but, like, yeah. be that woman. Everyone. Like, you know, be that person who wants it, who wants to keep that promise to God and to themselves and to their future spouse. Because there's, there's just really, like, it's just such an amazing blessing. I, yeah. I just, I can't recommend it enough yeah so recommend five stars stars. a plus plus all the way yeah thumbs up double thumbs up heart (laughs) so good thank you guys it was a interesting fun conversation um i mean it's a serious conversation too there's a lot there's a lot to it um we'll talk again so many streets so many avenues to go down with this topic and we'll definitely talk more about it we're not going to shy away um, from anything, uh, especially from sex, um, but we're gonna mm. again because whatever this thing says, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into it. Mm. And we're gonna we're gonna um, talk about our experiences with that too. So, thanks for thank you guys for for hanging out with us, yeah. joining us. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you can always message us or email us or comment. Um, any of that fun stuff, mm. uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, even thoughts on like soul ties or other things. Because yeah. again, those are things maybe we're not as as um, research on or sure uh, I'm, I lean towards it's not really biblical maybe either something I'm missing I'd love to, to hear it or maybe you have more understanding on, on the other on the side I'm leaning toward either way I think that's great so we love you we hope you guys are staying safe staying healthy um, yeah until next time jinx <laughs> see you guys later bye